Hey there, listeners! Heyo! Welcome to Rhapsody in Reverie, episode 10! Holy crap, did you say 10? I said 10. 10? We're 10! I, I almost said we're 10 years old today, and that would have been false. <laughs> gotcha. I hate to break it to you, <laughs> but you've slept through the past 14 years of your life, apparently. What?! Back to the future, because we are going back to the past for another for another oldie but goodie. Exactly. So why don't you go back in time to our last episode and uh-huh. remind us all of the hint that we had for this week's artist? Ah, going all the way back in time to last week, our hint was that episode ten's artist. Composed several musicals, but specifically composed one about Anne Rice's vampire, Lestat. The answer to that hint is... Drumroll, please. Da, 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 oh, da, da, God. da, da, <laughs> That's what she meant. you like that? <laughs> I thought that was really great. I've been working on it for months. You're so, you're so talented. <laughs> Thanks. No, but the answer the answer to to um last week's hint is, of course, Sir Elton John. Yay! Woo! Woo! And we wanted to talk about him because this January this past January, he announced he is finally retiring. At least from touring. I don't know if this means he's retiring from making music forever, but he's retiring from touring because he says his family's now more important. He just wants to spend time with his husband and his kids. So he's doing a goodbye tour that's going to run three years long. <laughs> you know, go out with a bang. It is It is interesting, I think, to see the, the retiring of, of an artist as big as he is and as influential as he is. And especially because he announced it this year, I thought... We should talk about him. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think Mm -hmm. that's a great reason. And it is crazy to think about Elton John, Sir Elton John, retiring. Because I've never lived in a world without Elton John, the musician, making music. How crazy is that? It is crazy. (laughs) It's crazy because he's actually retired once before, but it, like, did not last. (laughs) He tried retiring. He's like, oh, wait, this is boring. That would be like my dad if he ever tried to retire. He'd be yeah. like, this is boring. I don't like it. Exactly. For his sake, I hope he doesn't retire from making music, but I definitely understand retiring from, like, being an active touring musician. Like, that's gotta... It's gotta... 
get annoying. It's got to wear on the bones and just yeah. your life. Like, torrent, like, that's not a <laughs> healthy lifestyle. Yeah, it's not. I don't think anybody that's ever been on a tour has ever come out and said, Oh, yeah, that's really great for the body. Yeah, it's great for everything. No, it isn't. We yeah, know you're lying. Like, we did like, it. The man is 71 years old. He's tired. Let him rest. Schleffing <laughs> yourself from city to city <laughs> in the span of, like, hours. Right. And, like, I get to an extent it has to be fun. But also, like he said, like, if you're away from your family for that long, like, it's gotta be hard. Because Elton John is, uh, how should we put this, prolific? He's made a literal ton of music. Yeah, he's he has made over 30 albums in his lifetime. Over 30. That's a crazy amount of music to produce. And we're not gonna talk about most of it. Hell no! <laughs> like, if we're literally just gonna talk about his 30 studio albums, that's still 30 albums. And audience... If we couldn't cover Sting's 12... Think about it. If we spent one minute on each album, it would still be a 30-minute episode. Yeah, right? We'd have to literally spend, like, two seconds. Uh, Empty Sky. Eh, Elton John. Great. Tumbleweed Connection. Eh, Mad Mad Across... Like, no. You can't do that. <laughs> so, we're just gonna call out, shout out great songs yeah, that we like. And just let the conversation flow. You can agree or disagree with us. If if some of you out there who've been alive longer than we have have interesting anecdotes regarding Elton John, please share them. I'd love to hear them. If you have any stories from the 70s that you want to share, please send mm -hmm. them our way. Because I live vicariously through stories of people doing stupid things in the 70s. And if you saw him in concert, I want to know because guess who's going to see him in November? Yeah. It is It is me. It I'm is excited. You. That'll be a good show. I'm really, show. I'm really stoked. I'm really, really excited. Anyway, we've, we've devolved off course a little bit. Um, you want to you wanna talk about how you first heard Elton John? So, Elton John's kind of one of those artists, Sting was also kind of like this, but Elton John more so, mm -hmm. where I know Elton John songs, but I just never made the connection of them actually being by Elton John, so I'll like go back nowadays and listen to a song and be like, Oh, that's an Elton John song? Or, oh, Elton John wrote that song? <laughs> I did not yeah. know that consciously. So that's, that's fair. That's generally what happens with me and Elton John. Um, I think the earliest memory I have of like making the connection between Elton John and a song, because... Katarina had asked me how I discovered Elton John earlier, mm -hmm. and 
she assumed it was because 27 dresses <laughs> and the Benny and the Jet song. And that it's... is not true. Okay, but that, that is an iconic scene, though, in it cinema. Is, it is a part of my yeah. Elton John story, but it is not the beginning. Okay. I actually think it probably would be Rocket Man is the first song that I had heard on the radio on a car ride with my mom. And that was probably one of the first songs that I made the connection of. This is an Elton John song that I enjoy. And that was the first time that Elton John as a songwriter was like in my brain. And to this day, I still really love Rocket Man. It's probably one of, not to jump already to favorites, but it's probably <laughs> my favorite Elton John song. Yeah, that's probably where it starts out. I've listened to a lot of Elton John songs over time. Oh, no. That and um, That's What Friends Are For <laughs> by Dionne Warwick, Gladys Knight, Stevie Wonder, and Elton John. Mm-hmm. That song was also pretty early in my formation of Elton John as a musician because my mom would sing it all the time. And I just, I have really vague whispers of a memory of my mother singing That's What Friends Are For. You know the kind Aww. of memories where you can't really peg it to a specific story or time or place yes but the feeling is there and you know what happened mm -hmm. that's that's the kind of memory happy mother's day <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so yeah that that's probably the overview of my early early experiences with elton john Rocket Man, and that's what friends are for. And, Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I guess also Lion King. What do you mean, I guess? Well, because I didn't know that Elton John did Lion King oh, okay. until much later. So I don't really count that in my like beginning story because I had no idea it was Elton John. Okay. I also didn't watch The Lion King a lot when I was a kid, either. I watched oh it, like, once. Oh my god. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was the kind of kid that I... I was very particular, and so I basically just watched The Aristocats and Lady and the Tramp over and over and over again. I mean, again. those are two great movies, but you didn't watch Lion King over... What? I, I watched it a few times, a couple, like, it, it was like good. The, the scene. Honestly, I feel like the star, it's one of their best the star Mufasa scene probably just was too much for me. Dad, get up! We're gonna have to, Dad. Do, we're gonna have to write a warning on this episode. Painful Spoilers. memory. Spoilers for, <laughs> Spoilers for the Lion King. <laughs> Turn back now. <laughs> Dad, you gotta get up! Dad! 
Stop it. <laughs> Run. No. Far away. <laughs> you're right. You're right to make me cry and sell tears on this podcast. I will not okay. shed these sub tears. <laughs> anyway. So yeah, so that was my start in Elton John's discography. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell your story? Because I'm sure it's significantly more interesting than mine. It's probably not, only because I'm gonna count the Lion King, and I will tell you why. You remember, you remember when the Disney movies were on VHS, and mm-hmm. and they had these unskippable commercials mm-hmm. that were like uh, promoting promoing their um their next feature film, and yeah. and they would like it was like a 15 minute in- infomercial on oh we're making this film, and they'd go into it. I remember it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember which Disney movie this was attached to, but I remember a, one of those talking about their development of The Lion King. And and they were like, with music by Elton John and lyrics by Tim Rice. And I was like, oh, okay, so I don't know who Elton John is, but I know he's doing this. And I, I knew that much. So I would, I would watch The Lion King and go, oh, this is great. And then, of course, in the credits, you have Elton John doing his version of Can You Feel the Love Tonight? And I used to love that. Like, I used to have, uh, my mom used to keep a stack of, of CDs in the car for when, we, for when she chauffeured us places. And um, one of those CDs was The Lion King. And we never, we like, sometimes you skip the, uh, the quote-unquote adult version. You know what I mean? Like, you'd skip yeah, it. Yeah, you skip the pop version. Yeah, but we never skipped Elton John's version. Because there was something very... Uh, he, his voice had a weight to it. Like, it, it made you pay attention. From a young age, I enjoyed the sound of his voice. And from there, my mom was like, oh yeah, like, you, here's, here's other songs. Uh, like, I grew up in a house that really liked music from the 70s, 80s, 60s, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I heard Crocodile Rock. My dad introduced me to Crocodile Rock, which is, it was a great dance jam. Um, mm-hmm. Benny and the Jets. I, I heard some Rocket Man from a young age, all that other stuff. So it was literally my family injecting Elton John into my bloodstream. You were bred for it. Primed. Fun fact. One of the other songs I didn't skip off of those Disney albums was uh, Go the Distance by Michael Bolton old, <laughs> from Hercules. Good old Hercules. You know, I thought Michael Bolton was black. <laughs> what <is> you? <laughs> Michael Bolton. <laughs> the police. <laughs> We're just gonna have to sit down and have a discussion. <laughs> These people are black. These people are not. <laughs> I figured sit it out down. when I saw when I saw snow dogs. I figured it out. Snow dog. <laughs> you remember the scene where he's like, uh, he's having the dream where he's on the beach eating a macadamia nut cookie. I remember. And in the pierced. <laughs> Personally, my favorite musical era for him was like from from the early days to about just right right at the cusp of the eighties. Like, okay. I think my favorite decade for him is the 70s. 
But he's done some good. He's done some really good modern stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, as some of you, I'm sure, are aware, most of his music, not all, but most of his music, um, was written in tandem with Bernie Toppin, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, which I think I am. Sure. Um, who Bernie? Bernie was the one who wrote all the lyrics, and then Elton was the one who did the music. So, like, it's always, like, oh, the songbook of, of Telpin and John. Like, it's, it's like, their thing. Like, how you have the Beatles songbook is, for the most part, John Lennon and Paul McCartney. I don't know. I'm fascinated by that only because, like, part of what I love about Elton John is the lyricism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, I really like how, um, I, I, I don't know. There, there's, there's a very interesting way that a lot of his songs tell stories. And there's also... This great way of playing with um with sounds. Like honestly, the man can play piano like no but else. Like it's it's so fun to just sit there and listen to all his various like jamming out on the piano. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interesting because I think lyrically mm-hmm. and th- this may be weird, but lyrically the image I get when I hear certain Elton John songs, specifically, like, your song, mm-hmm. I get the image of, like, a vagabond traveler telling a story by a fire. Oh, that's cute. Or, like, a character from, like, a 1950s yeah. movie it was a bit of a ragamuffin. Unfortunately, but... I, I still picture you and McGregor. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh. Curse you. <laughs> but no, I think I think they do their partnership is it was so fortuitous that they met and that they decided that they worked well together because the blend of the complexity of the music. Because if you think about all the pieces that go into the composition of the music, like it may sound like, oh, it's a pop song, so it, it must not be that difficult. But it is. There's a lot of, of a lot of com- uh, composite pieces that go into it, and then the lyrics that are actually really. I don't. There's there's. It is poetry, and a lot of them it is poetry. Like your song to me is poetry. Mm-hmm. You, you, that's that's one of those songs that you play to get the girl at the end of the rom com. Oh, definitely. And, she, and you get her because that is a. It's so cute. It's so beautiful. I, I don't know. I, I I know a lot of artists don't like the word cute describing it's anything. Earnest. It's, it's earnest and romantic and heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And to me, it, it definitely, I agree with you, it stands out in the in the discography. Ellie Dolden and, does a decent cover of that song. Does she? Yeah. It's on, her, it. it's on her first album, the one with lights on it. That was actually, obviously, I heard the Elton John version of that song first, but mm-hmm. listening to the Ellie Goulding cover of that song was how I sort of reconnected to your song. Oh, that's cool. And that's that's what made me actually get the connection between, oh, your song is by Elton John, because it was one of those songs that I would hear <laughs> all the time. I knew it, I knew it well, I liked it, mm-hmm. but I just never made the connection that it was by Elton John. And then hearing the cover much later, and then being like, 
Oh, that's by Elton John. Right. Okay. And it's not even that, like, I never knew until that point. Yeah. I found out that it was by Elton John multiple times in my life. <laughs> I just never, the connection never stuck. His self-title album? That has some really good hits on it. And mm. your song, your song is my favorite one off of that album. It, it And I don't know. There's something so bashfully shy about it, too. Yeah, definitely. It's it's so sweet. And honestly, I think that song set up very high expectations for what I thought love was going to be like. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, fav- my favorite lines of that song is when he goes, it's the opening of the second verse. Or it's mm-hmm. like, if I was a sculptor, but then again, no. Yes! I like, I specifically like how he's, he goes, but then again, no. I love that right? sort of hesitation and backtrack. Because it's just such an honest moment. It's like he's actually like in front of you trying to say something. And, you know, the emotion gets the best of you. And it's like, oh, I'm tripping over my words now. Oh, crap, what, a, what am I doing? And it's, honestly, it's one of his best songs. <laughs> It's so beautiful. And his voice is really lovely. Mm-hmm. Like, it really is. I think even as he's gotten older, his voice is just incredible. It's, it's one of the most unique and, and honestly, in my opinion, beautiful male pop voices I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The first time I became aware of that song was not through audio. I I was at a dark point in my life in middle school. Where all I wanted to do was read fan fiction. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I know where this is going. And I was reading a Harry Potter fan fiction. And for whatever reason, the, the author of this fanfiction had, cho- had, had, had made the choice to make Sirius Black an Elton John mega fan. And he kept singing Tiny Dancer to himself. And I was like, what is Tiny Dancer? <laughs> and unfortunately... Well, there's some interesting, stupid <laughs> conversations with my parents, which I shall not repeat here because they are so nonsensical. It makes... Um, but anyway, that's when I first became aware of the song Tiny Dancer. So I actually became aware of it lyrically before I became aware of it oh my God. musically. <laughs> I felt that that story was worthy of a share. Um, it was. Um... In my defense, I haven't read fan fiction since I was in eighth grade. Okay, sure. (laughs) It's true! (laughs) Except for My Immortal, which I occasionally go back to read just because... (laughs) It's so funny. (laughs) Okay, but no, Tiny Dancer is a really sweet 
and an interesting song to me because it always makes me think of when you open up a music box and you see like the ballerina mm -hmm. going around in a circle and in a way the piano sort of mirrors the kind of 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 song that you'd expect to come out of a music box except it's more complex obviously and it's got other instruments but it, I don't know, it always evokes the image of opening a music box and staring at the little dancer twirling around. And I don't know if that was the point. <laughs> For all I know, it could image, though. Right? I didn't, look, I didn't research the meaning behind any of the lyrics in these songs at all. So this is all based on my personal interpretations. I don't know, it's like, ever since I first actually, like, sat down and listened to the song, that's what I picture. Yeah. No, I definitely, I feel the same way. I definitely have that image in my head whenever I listen to that song, too. It just feels graceful, that song. Yeah. Florence and the Machine does a beautiful cover of it. I'm sure she does, because it has a sort of spacey, cosmic feeling to the song. And Florence is really good at bringing that out in music for those of you who are curious she she does the cover on the album revamp which is a bunch of artists coming together to sing elton john songs like that's that's literally it but um her cover really struck me as one of the few covers that actually did justice to elton's version rocket man is a great song i like it i i've always related to it even before i really like knew that song well and understood mm -hmm. the lyrics behind it, I yeah. felt like I had a connection to it. And every time I hear it, I always sort of get quiet and just, I have to sort of listen to it. Especially when I was a kid, like, there's something about that song that stuck out to me. And I think as I've gotten older, I've realized it's this feeling of being an outsider, looking out at what's inside, I think, that's on that song that I really yeah. relate to. And and I like the sort of imagery of an astronaut. It's really interesting because uh, this is a weird thing that I haven't actually really told very many people. Okay. So you, You're about to tell the world now. Yeah, it, it's nothing like... <laughs> crazy or anything but mm. so I used to I think I've told you before um but I sometimes will have these reoccurring dreams where I'm floating yeah. mm -hmm. and I like I'll I'll just start floating randomly out of nowhere yeah and I can't come back down interesting and there's this feeling of terror and wonderment at the same time that I always feel in those mm -hmm. dreams. And it's always really puzzled me, that feeling of both sheer, utter terror, but also blind exhilaration, I guess. And yeah. I think Rocket Man is one of the few songs that kind of captures that feeling for me. Mm -hmm. If I had to, like, explain those dreams that would be the best way that I could. That's a that's a great way to describe it. I mean, that's what the astronaut in question, I believe, is feeling. 
and in a way he's using space, like being ejected out and experiencing this terror and wonder at the same time. It it separates him from everyone down on Earth, too. Like, his family doesn't understand. His, his co-workers don't understand. You know, the whole line with, I'm not the man they think I am at home. He's lonely out in space, but at the same time, that is his, his spot, he, his place, his niche. He belongs there because no one else gets him. It's really sad. It's sad and it's comforting. Yeah. Which is weird. But I don't think it's weird. My one complaint with that song, as I've grown older, is that um, the line where he's going, and all the science I don't understand, astronauts definitely do. Yeah. You should understand the science. <laughs> it's... They, if you they are an definitely, astronaut. They, they do. <laughs> NASA doesn't hire anyone. <laughs> no. No. Hey, Ma, I'm gonna be a spaceman. <laughs> it's like that movie, oh my god, that movie, Rocket Man. Remember that really bad comedy, Rocket Man? No. He, they went to Mars and he... All I remember is that the man is incompetent and he, like, farts in his spacesuit and then he ends up walking across the surface of Mars oh, wow. with this inflated spacesuit. <laughs> Came out in 1997. It was... Oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Can we talk about Benny and the Jets? Yeah, we're gonna talk about that because, let me tell you, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, that album, mm-hmm. is my favorite Elton John album. And yes, I'm biased because I, I, that was one of the first records I got when I bought my record player. Mm. And it is a great album. Benny and the Jets is a great song. <laughs> no, but that's a fun one. Uh, and yes, the iconic 27 Dresses scene mm-hmm. is definitely the first memory that sticks out whenever I think about that song. <laughs> I mean... I think of my parents. I remember they put it on for me, and the first time I heard it, I just wanted to dance, and, like, me and my family, like, sometimes they just do that. They just put music on, and my dad would usually just sit on the couch, because he's, you know, your dad just sits on the couch. It's just how life is. Yeah. But, like, my siblings, sometimes if they were there, they'd dance, and my mom was there, she'd dance with me, and I remember that was one of the songs, like, I actually got up to dance to, Mm -hmm. and... There's something very magical about just having a weird dance party with your family when you're a little kid. Yeah, there really is. That was one of the first times I saw him dressed lavishly, like dressed in the in the glam rock fashion kind of a thing, where he he's being outlandish with his outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, his voice is going all over the places, like his range is exploring new new places or whatever it is. And I think that, to me, was um, the gateway to glam rock, for me at least, because I really like glam rock. I know a lot of people have strong, strong opinions on it, but that was the first time I'd, I'd seen a man specifically like do, do that. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I lost my mind when I heard he was going to collab with Fall Out Boy. It's kind of crazy, though, for them. It's really cool. Like... They put out this album called Save Rock and Roll, and they get one of, arguably one of the bigger faces from rock and roll of our time, Elton John, 
to be on the last song. Like, that's mm-hmm. a big get. <laughs> yeah, it actually is huge. <laughs> anyway, so... Back on track. Back on track. <laughs> Why don't we wrap up by talking about favorite Elton John songs. My favorite songs. Yeah, definitely Rocket Man. Then I'm gonna say... I guess Benny and the Jets, because it's just so fun. Like, yep. You can't not have fun to that song. You really can't. Yeah. I also really like Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. That's a beautiful song. It's beautiful. It's final. It's my dad's favorite Elton John song. Yeah. I think I'll, I'll stick with those three. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me is a really, really great work of musical talent and skill you know it's so epic elton john Mm -hmm. is definitely one of those artists that just embodies the word epic and the concept of arena rock i think in a lot of ways oh for sure like he commands an odd he commands attention yeah and yeah and don't let the sun go down on me is the perfect example of that that song comes on, you're listening. Plain and simple. Yep. So yeah, so those are my favorites. Your turn. I'm gonna have to also claim Benny and the Jets because it's just it's just so joyful. It's a bop. And it's it is a bop. And <laughs> I really love I really love the general feel of that song. It's so great. I'm gonna have to say Someone Saved My Life Tonight. Hmm. Which is interesting because I've only I only just recently heard that song, like. Yeah, okay. But it came to me in a in a moment when I needed it. Yeah. And even though it's it's a very for those of you who know what the song is about and have heard the song, it's about how he 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 almost married this woman, and then didn't. So the song is about him escaping this marriage that he almost got into. And it's very sad. Like, that one line, at least my music's still alive, that blows my mind. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that, that bit blows my mind. But it's it's a very beautiful song. And it's heartbreaking. And I don't know. It, it just amazes me. I'm gonna have to say for number three, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Yeah. I... That's another one I grew up with, mm-hmm. and I I love it. It's there's I love the blues in general, so to hear Elton John's take on it, and of course that harmonica, the harmonica solo, yes. <laughs> it's great. It's that's that's got beautiful words in it too. In in the chorus, mm-hmm. I I love I love that. I love the alliteration in the. Uh, it's just really good. I want to shout out an honorable mention though. To um, sorry seems to be the hardest word, because mm-hmm. that song hurts. <laughs> yeah, even the title of that song hurts. So I believe that wraps our discussion on Elton John. I think it's time to jump into our latest segment, Up and Comers. Yay! Who's the male that never fails that makes me want to wag my tail when it comes I want to wail? Nay! <laughs> That's a great segue into our artist for this week, so... It Catalina, is! why don't you tell us 
what band we've been falling in love with. So, the first band we want to talk about today is Snail Mail. I, I was uh, first intrigued by their name because while I know, logically, in my head, that snail mail is just, you know, what people call regular mail now that email is a thing because it takes so long for mail to come to your house now, I still pictured a little snail delivering letter. And I was happy with that image. So Snail Mail is an indie rock um, solo project. They, they say it's, it's... Snail Mail is the band, but it's really just a solo project for um, Lindsay Jordan. Mm -hmm. I really, really loved the song Heat Wave and also the song Thinning. Those are the first two songs I heard. And that was it. It was locked down for me. I was like, yep. You're going in this week's up-and-comers. If you want to follow her on Twitter, her Twitter handle is at snailmailband. So give her a follow. If you want to give a shout-out, say that Rhapsody and Reverie sent you there. That would be cool. Yeah. And check out her music, because her music is A+. Oh, yeah. Our next band is a very, very, very different sound they're they're not indie rock i wouldn't classify them as that at all they're a rock band from chicago illinois and they're called home safe how would you describe it if you were a scene kid between the years of 2000 and 2010 your teenage self will enjoy them because mm -hmm. that's what happened with me my thing, too, is they are not a guilty pleasure. They're just really good. Oh, yeah. No. Like, <laughs> I have no guilt about any of the pleasure no. I derived from them. Uh, if you want to check them out, check out the song Vanilla Scented Laser Beams. That was the first one I heard. It got me hooked. <laughs> it's such a clever name. <laughs> it's, it's so weird and unique. I was like, what is this? Vanilla Scented Laser Beams. Fantastic. Their first full-length album is coming out this June, Ooh. so keep your eyes oh, peeled. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow them on Twitter, they are at HomeSafeIL. And again, follow them, shout us out, tell them that you came because of us. That would be cool. And we hope that you enjoy both of the bands. Yeah, let us know what you think. Leave us a reply on Twitter or a comment on Instagram or DM whatever you want to do and let us know what vibes you're getting from those artists and you can always check out all the music that we've suggested on our podcast this season so far by checking out our Spotify playlist that we made that's got all the mm -hmm. songs that we've shared so far so do that too uh, but without further ado it looks like we're done with our up-and-comer segment and now why don't you give us the hint for next week hint master oh, oh golly oh, gee. Golly gee. it's the hint master it's hint time it's the hint it's hint time aha <laughs> next week's artist i'm gonna be extra um who am i kidding this artist is a ton of super fans so maybe you'll get this hint even though i think i'm being clever but uh next week's artist secretly lived in the attic of his best friend's house for two years. 
Interesting. Yeah. I want to see where, where, if you guys can figure it out, you're scary. Um, yeah, reevaluate your life. Check. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check in on Wednesday guest day, where I basically do nothing but taunt you until you guess correctly or incorrectly. S shoot your shot, see if you get it, and if you guess correctly, you will get a shout out. So, that, that was the hint. <laughs> yeah. That was hint time. Well. We'll we'll see what you guys got. That was our Elton John episode. We did it. We did. Thank you so much for listening to us talk about Elton John on episode ten of Rhapsody mm -hmm. and Reverie. Go ahead and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Rhapsody Podcast. Super easy to remember. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. Any of those places, you can subscribe and get notified every time we upload on Monday. Go ahead and leave us a rating or review, please. Pretty please with cherries on top and all the pitsons. Pretty please. We are attention whores and we desire constant praise. Yes, we are. So do that, please. And yes, as always, check our website for announcements and stuff. Uh, lots of goodies coming out of the pipeline, so just... Stay updated. But yeah, that's it. That's all we got for you today. Thanks for listening. That's all we got. Signing off. Adrian and Katarina. Peace out. See you later. Don't let the sun go down on me. Oh, God. Because <laughs> someone saved my life tonight. Oof. Well, this is a one horse town, and we're going to leave it. So goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. Boom. <laughs> Drop the mic. Boom. Hit someone in the face Just with out. it. <laughs> Scream. Run away. <laughs> Change your name. Sorry seems to be Sorry seems to be the hardest word, so we're not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no sorry. Only plugged in to save rock and roll. Oh boy. <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. <laughs>